Welcome back, people. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. I'm your boy, Mr. Prez, and with me always... It's your boy, Cash, a.k.a. Exec P. What's happening, good people? Episode 176, we back, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, uh, we, we missed a week, Cash. We missed a week. Yeah, you know, Sorry. it's dog summer. Yeah, uh, had some life things that happened. Couldn't, couldn't make it on time. They happened as we were about an hour or two before we was about to record. Had to go jump on that and take care of that. Uh, <laughs> but it's all good now. We back. We going through it. Cash won't get too far into it for the new people just tuning in and who uh, haven't heard us before. Can you please let them know who we are and what we do? Absolutely, Prez, man. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast, a podcast about music, sports, entertainment, culture each and every week. That's what you can kind of expect from us. Not kind of. That's what you should expect from us. It's just barbershop banter. Me and my boy just talking back and forth on our, our perspective on hip hop, our, our perspective on R&B, our perspective on just a whole host of things. I mean, sports It's this barbershop banter at its finest, man. So if if that's something that you're interested in. Make sure y'all tap in. Make sure y'all like, share, subscribe. And at this at this point in the video, please like, share, and subscribe. Those likes and them shares mean a whole lot to us and to the algorithm. So help us defeat the algorithms from all the bullshit in your algorithm if you want some real <laughs> shit. So that's a little bit about us. Sorry for cussing. <laughs> uh, Cash, uh, this episode, man, we had a, had a, another week off because, hey, like I said, life happened. Uh, so what are we getting into? What's, what's, what's the topic? I think it was for the better, man. I, I really do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because over this last week, Hove did. Sorry, sorry. Khaled. God, God did. You know, DJ Khaled dropped uh, his much anticipated album, um, you know, from just people that love Khaled. We love Khaled. Uh, everything is not uh, a hit, you know what I mean, with us, with Khaled. But, you know, I think Khaled was due. But we'll kind of get into the Khaled project and specifically the song that everybody's talking about. God did featuring Rick Ross, John Legend, Lil Wayne. And uh, Jay-Z, man, so incredible, uh, incredible uh, performance. And we'll talk about a little bit more, um, you know, songs we saw, you know, that that we were thinking that was kind of dope. Also, uh, Jid, one of one of our favorite spitters, um, guys that we always look forward to hearing to. He dropped his project, The Forever Forever Story. Then we got the uh, KD saga, you know, Pat Bev to the lake. Because I don't know if Prez, he's wearing his magic hat today, so how fitting. (laughs) You know, of him <laughs> to wear that, but he's a back and forth Laker fan. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and how we feel about that move and, and what that means for Russell Westbrook and so on and so forth. And of course, last but not least, in the sports arena, we have the M1 Netflix documentary, and we'll wrap up some NFL preseason week three football with our teams, the Eagles and the Raiders. And, uh, you know, we got some. Rap stocks rising and falling, just stuff we're looking forward to in this this as we enter this last uh quarter of the year with music, man. Um a lot of people dropped over the last year or so. So we're kind of gonna get into that and just who we can expect to to drop something surprising out of this this last quarter. And then we'll we'll share our final thoughts on the episode and, and just some things. So y'all stick around, man. Y'all stick around if y'all interested in those topics. All right, Cash, let's not waste people's time. Let's get right into it. The the main topic of discussion this whole weekend, ever since Friday when it dropped, I want to say like early in the morning, start getting the lights up and people, uh, hey, you got to listen at this. Uh, so I was kind of taken back on, you know, DJ Khaled. I knew he had dropped the album. I like how he uh, promoted with the little 
with his face and it's just moving. God did like that. I thought that was kind of unique, you know, for, for a special drop promo. But uh, as we know, Khaled last album didn't start off off the gate too hot. You know, he was a little bit upset. Uh, if I don't, if I remember correctly, uh, it was Tyler, the creator, right? Tyler, the creator had came out and his album dropped and, you know, no uh, Khaled album wasn't getting as much play. Seemed like he really took that to heart, you know, really uh, curated this one a lot better. And he gave you solid hit at the hit at the hit. So when we was doubting him, guess what? God did it. Apparently. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, Khaled came came with it, man. Like like I said, man, you, you're you going to listen to a Khaled album no matter what. Um, for, for all of the... Uh, the I won't say hate, but for all of the um, judgment and the discussions going Khaled's projects, I mean, he's released countless amounts. Like he's probably one of the DJs that took it to the album mode and now producer mode. Um, you can kind of say that that has done it at this level, you know, with just studio released albums, you know what I mean? And putting that battery in artists back. So there's a lot to say for that. You know, we can't forget some of the songs that he did give us in terms of anthems and songs that are just banger you remember scarface and nas you know what i mean you remember nas and jay-z on some of these joints you remember um nas solo joint on a on a um cali joint a few years ago where we was like yo if we ever get that nas yeah if we ever get that nas again and and there's just countless others man you know what i mean to to say yo these are bangers and or he's representing um rap in a good space you know what i mean Uh, of course he chases the hits but Last few been kind of a little topsy turvy, not you know getting the warm welcome that he typically receives with the hits. But this one, ah, you know this one, Prez. I so far so good, man. I mean, it's I've only listened to it like twice uh, this weekend, uh, but it it just came out at the perfect time, man. It's still summer out, nice out. Had a nice mixture of raps, man, on there, man. It's good mixture, man. What what do you think? Yeah, I'm glad he didn't lose the faith, man, because I definitely lost faith in him, man. I didn't, I didn't believe that he was going to keep pulling it off. And, you know, as the numbers was dropping, could he afford to like continue to have the, the big name artists and the features on there? Uh, was his favorites going to run that? But, you know, as I was leaving, losing belief and all that, guess what? Guess who believed it? God did. And, uh, that's the, that's the album that we got here. Uh, so. It's 18 songs, 57 minutes cash. Uh, I noticed it, you know, it's a Khaled album, so he don't do any rapping or singing. It's, it's his, his production, him putting uh, certain artists together, getting them the the drop of just just putting features together that you probably wouldn't uh, wouldn't have heard uh, elsewise, right? But he was missing some some staples that I noticed on this album. We'll go ahead and throw that out there. I, the Nas we just mentioned, you just mentioned Nas. Nas wasn't on this one. Drake was featured a couple of times. I, I know he didn't go in the bag and grab a bunch of the up and coming artists like he usually do. He'll have a couple of them on there. It was all well-established artists that was going on here. Some people he went back to two, two times on here. I mean, you had Future, you had Lil Baby, you had Drake on that twice. Uh, 21 Roddy was Rich. on that twice, right? Yeah, Roddy Rich was on that twice. So it, he he knew what he <laughs> what he had to do, and he he came with it on this one. Yeah, he went uh, he went with the short shot. You know what I mean? Like it's almost like yo, after this last album, I think he took the critique well. Uh, well, not initially, as as you alluded to earlier, you know. But I think he took the critique well and just went to the well, you know, one a few times, and it, it proved to overall be be uh the best decision for this project. Yeah. So uh I, I starting off it had like a short 
intro kind of feature like with Drake called No Secret. Didn't really feel it. Didn't even know, know why it needed to be there. The name of the album is God Did. I, I figured you should have came right on with his song number two, which was God Did, which was Rick Ross featuring Lil Wayne and Jay-Z. And we got a five-minute tirade from Jay-Z, something that we haven't gotten in a long time, a la reminiscent of his, you know, freestyles he used to go do at Hot 97 on the mixtapes and things like this. Some people we talked to said, like, hey, this is this what this is what we should expect from Jay. Some some lapsed listeners and stuff like this. I'm saying, yeah, it's what we should expect. We know we're gonna get top tier, but when are you getting five minutes, no chorus, just him just spitting? forever on the track. And at the same time with features from Rick Ross and Lil Wayne, who wasn't, who, who didn't, who didn't lack at all on this song, but just by the sheer amount of time that he was on, it kind of still overshadowed. I think you put one of those features on any one of these other songs, especially the next song up after this, the Kanye Eminem view that moved that Wayne versus that Wayne would be getting all the accolades as well, but keep the focus on where it should have been. This J verse, Early talks. Uh, is it moving up in your list as, uh, or is it moving into the category where you're gonna, you know, kind of, hey, it's gonna get viewed in that burst of the year. <laughs> we gonna get, we gonna get there. We gonna get there. Okay, my fault. Let, I, let, I wanna we, we, go we, get to ahead. <laughs> we gonna get there. Let, let, let's uh, let's focus on the the song as a whole, man, because I think a lot of these 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 um reviews that you're gonna get and a lot of these ones you're gonna listen to is going to focus on Hove and rightfully so, like like you mentioned earlier. We're gonna get to that and, and fan out over over what he did. But to me, man, this was like the three man weave, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was just like everybody was there, had their purpose. Rick Ross came and did with Rick Ross. Like they've done this before. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna let you do that because you usually say Rick Ross when he's featured on the album, he don't go with the rest of the other verses. Ross stayed on on task. He stayed. Yes. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. You got. You got me. Ross stayed on task. Per, per, perfect segue, man. Ross stayed on task. And I think that's the per, the reason why I like this so much is because the energy he had from um when I started really rocking with Ross, this is after the first album. I like his first album, but like the Trillers and, and when he started getting the Jay-Z features and stuff like that, like the energy, like, you know, he didn't ever have to really match anybody lyrically. It's just the style and how he, he layers the bars and, and what he brings to the table in terms of the entire package. Like people be acting like Ross don't got them things in the chamber as far as projects, albums, songs, anthems. He has them, you know what I mean? Has the last couple projects, you know, not been the best Ross. Absolutely. It hasn't been the best Ross, but he's been consistent throughout this entire time, whether he's been the hot guy or not. So this was like a good setup. Like it, it got me amped every single step of the way. And Ross was like the perfect guy to have the, the ball in his hands at the initial steps of this, this, uh, this song, you know what I mean? And you, you know, me Prez, man, anytime I get that gospel, like, beat or whatever the case may be no drums in the beginning and it's just really building to something had me at hello man had me at hello so i was i love i love that uh ross he he kind of set everything up perfectly for what was to come man and uh, everybody like in their rhymes are kind of talking about their little adventure going up, going forward, you know, how they constantly elevated and, and moving, moving forward like that. And I think each uh, one of the artists kind of hit that in their uh, in their rhymes, in their verses, you know. So, 
Yeah, I thought that was good. Now, when it comes up to the next artist, Lil Wayne, I will tell you right now, the only thing that kind of detracted me a little bit from him was like, I thought it was a little bit too auto-tunish. I hate when it sounded when I had too much of the robotic little voice in it, but that's just a personal pet peeve. What he was saying, what he was doing, Wayne killed that fucking verse. Like, you know what I mean? So like, uh, I, I, I enjoyed that. I was like, man, because me and you was just talking uh, what two weeks ago when he came out there saying the Carter Six was on his way, I'm like, are you excited? Eh, not really. We don't. We what? don't. Yeah, because we don't know what to expect, and it, it's not as if Wayne over the last couple years hasn't been doing his thing in his spot duty and his features. Like there was one year, I think it, it was it 2021 or 2020, where I think we referenced it on a pod. Like nobody's really saying Wayne is having a nice little run, but Wayne is having a run here. Uh, features yeah. to where he's sounding like his old self again. You know what I mean? Regardless of whether he's doing typical Wayne shit where he just rapping his ass off and having those one-liners that we all remember, or it's just style and it's just flowing him, you know, kind of fitting that song like a glove. So um, for him to show up like this on, on this track, especially when, I don't, I don't know whether they knew Hove was going to do five minutes or not. Um, but, you know, you let Hove do what Hove does. All you can, all you can do is no Hove on the song. You know, you got to come with it. And uh, I think yeah. that's exactly what Wayne. I think did. they came with it, but I think if they're doing five minutes, if if Khaled sent me, if I'm either one of those artists, Khaled sent me this right here. I'd be like, bro, I'm not clearing it. Take my name off here. Put me <laughs> on another song. Put me on another song. I almost want this. <laughs> I want the smoke. I want the smoke, man. Because at the end of the day, man, that song is that stat is going to be on on my record as well. You know what I mean? Now everybody going to talk about the J verse which we're going to get to, but that Wayne verse was no slouch in terms of just the shit he was talking about as far as just really mocking you, you mini me's and really saying, yo, I'm not, I'm that guy. Let's not for- remember the face tats, all of the, you know, kind of all of this. He, he just ran through it a little bit. He touched on it. And when I thought he was going there, prayers, that's when the verse ended. I was like, damn, you know what I mean? Like he, mm-hmm. he kept you right there. Just wanting a little bit more. Yeah. Long ways away from that trust fund babies plane that we had got, you know, a couple of years. That's, <laughs> that's, I'm not telling you, it's, it's stuff like that that got me kind of lukewarm or when I was saying, like, I wasn't anticipating the album because if I'm getting something like that, hold off, man. I'm good. But if, if it's more of this right here, I'm all ears, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it got to be something that sparks these legends at this point because it's definitely not money. It has to be the love. Um, and it has to be the you know, music and, and whatever Khaled does to hype people up, man, that got to be applauded, man. That, this, this dude is like probably one of the best motivators, you know what I mean? And, and you got to respect him as a producer, man, for to be able to keep putting out these albums at this rate, regardless of whether you like it or love it. Um, like he always brings out everybody's best, man. And I think that uh, the production, like I said, how he orchestrates everything, we know we know. It's clear Khaled doesn't push the buttons or anything like that for the purists out there. But that's not all what a producer is at all times. You know what I'm saying? If you could do all those things, great. I applaud you and I and I respect the hell out of you guys that produce in our hands on. But also there's something to be said to be the orchestrator of the vibes. You know what I mean? And um, I, I think he really set the tone with this being the first song on the project, man. What you what you think yeah, about yeah. it overall? Uh, overall, man, it's good. But I want to get into what we what what the people are waiting for. Let's let's not go, uh, go around it anymore, man. Because uh, I mean, he turned a good track into great, man. He's uh, in his words, Jesus turned water to wine. 
for whole, it just took a stove. You know, he applied that heat to it, and that now it's fire. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, man. Get the dual references. I know I'm just using it in another sense, but I'm saying, yeah. Uh, when Hove came on to this man, and he's going down the list of his uh, accolades, but I didn't find it in a bragging fashion. I'm just, uh, I found it as like how he was saying how far he'd elevated himself, his crew. The rap game, everything, everybody around him, and he incorporate that into the whole verse. Man, that was uh like it didn't yes. have to go take shots at nobody. Didn't have to take shots at nobody. Little, little stuff over here where he kind of mentioned where because it, it goes with the story, but it wasn't you know hard hitting like like we just got from I'm gonna go ahead and say it like we got from game just coming out of nowhere with Eminem and him going off for ten minutes, and then we was just like, why do I need ten minutes of rehash stuff? This was like in a slick way, just going over his life and times and everything, you know, his come up, his rise and the his people, high. you know, his people, like he included his people in there and the things that they've been through internally and just the self-actualization of just being that pinnacle and like really surpassing your dreams. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, him and Ty really talk about, yo, can you believe this shit? These deals that we make and the amount of money, how far we've came, like, they really had those conversations and you never like really get privy to that. Cause they don't really let you in so much in terms of um, how it feels great to really achieve a goal and continue to kind of build and, and leave a legacy. So uh, like you said, man, I didn't feel like it was normal hove to where people can say, Hey, he was bragging because this shit is fat. And, and he's, he's, you know, um, what's, what's the on billionaire my- line. What's the on? What I I done seen it all with Jeezy, or or maybe it was uh, go crazy. You know when he was talking about you know being a hustler's hope. I'm what they I'm what they might mean or something like that. Remember that yeah. or go crazy like this. Regard whatever field you in, and if you if you rock with Hov, you know what I mean. And not to you know anyway. I'm gonna say what I say. If you rock with Hov and you follow his career, you you follow that that entire story. Everything he was saying in them bars and just talking about one billion, two billion, three million, four um, million when he was talking about that, that on You Don't Know. And just like and it's just, now he's talking about the billion, the billion so and the, the, the four that he's kind of gave to them. Yeah, they, they, uh, not birthed, but just made, you know what I mean, in terms of helping them out along the way and, and being there at their start, whether it's through Rock Nation or through Rockefeller Records, you know what I mean? So. It, it was it was great to see, man, him be on, on that display and just really seem like he having a conversation with us. He didn't really get too in the rapidy, rapidy technical part. It was just like a that's the best type of rap for me is just like he had a nice melody of just he would get technical in pockets and then he would just like let off the gas. You know, that's the, the competition. You know, that's that's you know what I mean? Where he paused in that part where he was just talking about that, you know, it's just really getting to him in terms of just rapping well. So, you know, I enjoyed all, all parts of this whole verse, man. Again, I probably listened to it like three, four times, um, you know, this past weekend. And um, I can't say enough great things about it. I, I look forward to kind of further letting it sink in and and uh, kind of getting to your point of verse of the year. It's got to be in consideration. I'm not really willing to say it is at this point. You know what I mean? We got... Why, why Cash? Why? It is good enough that you... It's going to be in consideration. That right now, it's going to be in that contention. We ain't giving no titles or nothing right now. I'm saying this is definitely going in the mix. This is definitely going in the mix. And when, when I'm going to consideration, I don't see this just magically popping. I ain't nothing out of this going to be proved false. Uh, I think it may be some 
this may have other people step up their game and stuff on here and get put up in there, but I'm still going to remember this verse. I, I We're over halfway throughout the year. I just don't see five other people coming out just doing something hotter than this right now. I, you I, know, I, feel, so, I, feel, yeah, I feel you on that. Um, it, like I said, it's automatically slotted in there, but I'm not jumping out the window set. Absolutely. Verse of the year, like all of the breakdowns that we had and, and shout out to to Guru. I also follow Guru as well as far as just him being an engineer and some of the stuff that, uh you know, he does on that front teaching and it's just kind of how he's grown um, as an engineer, being Jay's engineer all these years. Su- super dope for him to break everything down and kind of really, you know, give people what it was about. But he's also, you know, this hoes man. And um, of course, it's a bias and you know what I'm saying in terms of that aspect. But at the same time, it was a lot of, it's a lot of gas thrown on it, Prez. You know what I mean? And that's why I don't want to rush to, to say it's the verse of the year is going to ultimately be in the consideration. So that's, that's None, where I'm the coming year from. ain't done. Ain't, ain't locking nothing in. It's a yeah. consideration. It's yeah. a consideration. Uh, yeah, leaving you everything know on I mean? the table. Leaving uh, everything I like the how table. they kind of flipped the, uh, you know, should have never gave you niggas money. They done fucked up and gave the right niggas well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, um, yeah, anything left to say about this this uh, project, man? I know I want to get to some of the other songs okay. on the project. Some of the other songs, the songs right after this, the the Kanye and M song, like I said, like, man, I, it was okay. Wasn't like the, the album and the what whole, do you like, think of him, you know, I, really- I, 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 I I didn't really feel like the little chorus portion that Kanye was doing. I thought M came through with the verse. I could, like I said, I could have seen Wayne verse on that song as well. And, you know, and then it kind of been accoladed, you know, uh, if I'm resequencing that and doing that a little bit, I may just give that whole song to Jay. I'm like, just, just Jay, we gonna let you go off. That's my <laughs> intro. <laughs> we gonna move these other verses somewhere else. Right. But right. Uh, hey, like you saying, like it's, they 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 stepped up to the challenge, and who knows? It was probably their verses that made Jay must go in his own. I like that. Glad he did. But yeah, uh, as far as that one, mm, how how about you? I was a little bit taken aback with him rapping about God, man. I know he was staying on task. I know it was staying on task, but I was a little, it was different because I don't remember ever really like, and again, I'm not an Eminem stand, but I've listened to Eminem more than enough. And I don't recall a time and correct me if I'm wrong with him really kind of was talking about his faith, you know what I mean? In a verse. So um, it was kind of taken aback from that, but he didn't get too crazy with it. He stayed in pocket in terms of not all of the weirdness that M tends to over overdo it in certain uh instances so uh i was cool with this uh but yeah i think the marriage was um i don't know man it was awkward the, the kanye and m but i also liked them trying it out but the main thing i liked about this whole thing was the production dre dre smoked that beat man he, he smoked that okay beat, so. can, can you give me find me the song where jay-z is not doing the same similar thing as m Jay-Z don't ever like, you know, he mentions he's on these faith type songs and everything, but it's, it's always has a little blasphemous like type of yeah, vibe yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah. Jay is like, a, he'll go more say atheist and all this little stuff, but he ain't never gonna like come out. I ain't heard him just come out and just like, oh, yeah, he's, uh, I mean, stay, he was, stay in line with just like being pure Christian and nothing like this. You know what no, I mean? No, no, like, no. 
So that's what I'm saying. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't going to fault him for that. No, no, because, I'm, not, I mean, I'm not. I'm just saying it was just like different to hear because I haven't heard him in that that space. In that lane. Yeah, okay. I haven't heard him in that lane. So it wasn't bad. Um, it was just like, oh, okay, this this is different. You know what I mean? It may take some getting used to. Um, but overall, I can't say I was I mean, mad. We sit here called man Hover. I mean, that's just like <laughs> right. That's, that's what he's trying to do. And now how he turned everything like we well, not gonna get too deep. Yeah, I'm not. I'm but not I'm saying like, hey, I'm not gonna fault. I'm not gonna fault him for that. I'm not gonna fault him for that. I mean, I was uh, called God did. I mean, yeah. What are what are folks expecting? You know what I mean? That's that's all I say. You know what I mean? It's gonna be some some blasphemy on this entire album. People are speaking what they you know feel God did in their lives. Like, who am I to judge? You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, yeah. um you And know, then you had uh Big Time featuring Future and Lil Baby. Man, this was okay, but uh as we go through the album, like this was just a solid track, but they had better features later on in the album. And now I like to get to those when we go to those other songs. So I ain't gonna dwell on this for too long. It was but it was a solid track. I ain't, I'm not mad at it at all, but they they did have better features. Uh, not together, but later on in the album when they're featured on songs with everybody else. So yeah, so I mean, let's let's get right along, man. Let's let's get the people what they want. Let's get right to what okay, we enjoyed. So, what we enjoyed. Uh, so I enjoyed to keep going with Lil Durk, Twenty One Savage, Roddy Rich. I liked it that one. Uh, everybody goes, and uh, then I'm a eight. Then it was Twenty One. You know him kind of going up and down. Like I like how he trying to take it back. Like hey man, y'all kind of. You know, acknowledging everybody goes. Everybody does a great. You know, I'm going back to being on my ape shit. Dude. I like that. I liked that line right there. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was one I enjoy. Uh, Roddy Rich, you know, he's back in his own. Like he had that little slip up. We mentioned this, like way that second album that he dropped. I wasn't kind of really feeling. Think he was kind of losing the vibe a little bit. But ever since he came, I think he dropped uh, that that third one last year, and he's been back in that little zone. I'm liking everything that Roddy Rich has kind of been fe- featured on. Uh, as of late as well, too. So, okay. Your thoughts? Okay. Um, yeah, it kind of, for me, after these first two songs, it kind of gets a little murky for a song or two, but then we get to the um, joint with uh, Takeoff and Quavo. So that's yeah, the first party. Time. party. <laughs> that's the first Man. time I was like, okay, this is a bop. I enjoy this. <laughs> Eddie Murphy need to be, you know, heavily. If he ain't got an Instagram account, he ain't got no Twitter. He need to go get that shit. And he need to be promoting <laughs> it because they turned his joke of a song into a hit. Like this shit goes, man. Like, yeah, well, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it, Prez. I'm not even. I ain't even gonna lie, man. I, I ran it back. Like, oh, okay. You know, this one I can't deny. You know what I mean? And, and specifically, you know, take off because anybody that listens to the Migos or just people I've been around. Um, that listen to them, like they'll always mention takeoff. Like when you talk about the, it's, I, I am not comparing them to, I'm just comparing them to groups. Like you always have your favorites, you have your dark horses and you have your, and people that actually listen to these, these groups have, you know, always, always been that chatter. Takeoff is really that guy. If he ever really locks in and hones in. So I think yeah. um, takeoff really, really, um, you know, you, he killed it, man. I, I can't say, uh, he deserved my attention and, and moving forward, he'll have a little bit more of my attention as they kind of do this uh, this group opposite of the offset, man. You know what I mean? Because, you know, so I, I rock with that. That's the first song. And then um, after that, uh, I like the Future and Sister joint, uh, Beautiful. I think that they melded well on that. I like Future more so on his melodic vibes. You, I, you, you skipped over the Drake. What Drake? The Drake and Lil Baby. What about you like 
And I, you know, I told you I didn't like it from the very beginning. <laughs> I have not waited. <laughs> <laughs> you always trying to give me this. Just, I'm just trying to, you know, what my mama always told me, man, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, you know, just let it rock. But you want to bring it out, man. I, I hated the shit when I first heard it. I know it's gonna do well. Like I, I can, I can yeah. put my A and R hat on, so to speak. Or I know when I see a hit, the shit is a hit. But I just don't enjoy it. You know, I don't enjoy uh, it at all. Okay, I, well, I'm just be quick on it, so we can get on to the next song. I enjoy it. I, I can see that as a hit. But uh, Drake, honestly, you know, uh, you owe me about 36 more of these before I can get that. Honestly, never mind out my head. So uh, keep it coming. Keep up this type of vibe. Keep these type of songs coming out. Don't give us no more of that, uh, you know, the other side of the family type songs. All right. So my next one, man, believe it or not, Press, I really like the joint with Nardo Wick and Kodak Black, man. I really, I really do. Um, That one is called It Ain't Safe. So I found myself enjoying it a lot. And I figured I will admit this to you about Kodak. When I do enjoy some, I'm publicly going to say I enjoyed it. it. It fell into the same vein of how I felt about um, the joint I was just talking about, Party with Quavo and Takeoff, man. So that that's right up there with me in terms of just like, this is immediately going to the, the good vibe. So the gym playlist, like uh, immediately, you know what I mean? So I rock with that song. I don't need to add nothing else to it. Cash the game. The Kodak is just due. Thank you. Uh, right. Fam good, we good. Roddy Rich and uh, Gunna, man. I liked that one too, man. Like uh, that one, is that, like like you're saying, like it got added to that playlist. I just felt like it was uh, going along that same vein as uh, that party song, you know. So uh, immediately jumped off to me, moved it over. Okay. Okay. Um. So, what you got after that, man? Was as, as we round this album out, man? I, I know I got my second okay, favorite I song. I got my I got, second got, favorite song later in the album, though. I got I got three more on here. Uh, you had uh way past luck. Uh, uh with uh that's twenty one savage track on there that he had. Mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. pretty much it was him by himself. I liked it that one. Uh, twenty one just came on that killing it. Then I had the Juice World. Juice World did. I know it's kind of old, a little bit like uh, kind of kind of dated sounded, but you got to realize the guy ain't here. So for what he did and what he did to that track, it was actually a Juice. I'm not a Juice World fan, but I liked this track. You know what I mean? And I liked the way it was going. So uh, I don't give too much Juice World praise, but I will give him praise on this right here. So like I did like that, man. Unfortunately, he's gone. And then, of course, number 16, I think that's the one that you kind of alluding to. Uh, the Jada Kiss. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. And I wish it was longer. I don't want to hear that new. I didn't want to hear the Madison score. It was nice, you know, leading up to it. But I feel like Kiss should have gave me three minutes of bars. Just like Hove gave me five. At least Kiss gave me three. You know what I'm saying? Because that beat was too hard. First of all, you know, like designed for Kiss to just kill it. And he delivered. But then it was over that quickly. You know what I mean? So between the hove and kid, like, man, my my dudes that are 40, 45 plus are why are they rapping like this? Why why are they doing this, man? Like I'm I'm and I'm enjoying hip hop getting old and I'm enjoying the older guys, because they are older guys, just still doing their thing at a high level, man, and, and being able to be appreciated, man. So um that's another guy I would like to hear an album from. You know what I mean? If we if we talking about one of the legends is Kiss, man, because 
damn it, if he if he can keep up, keep this up and this momentum, man, I thought he would have did it from the verses, but that's neither here nor there. Anytime I get a dope kiss verse, I'm I'm happy about that, man, especially on this stage. Man, the platforms that they got and the way they can keep you know, keep themselves relevant is a lot different than where where it was back in the day. I feel like uh, so we're gonna have too many. Well, we shouldn't have as many like broke uh, rappers going into that high ease or the ones we consider elite or something like this running into money problems. Just because there's so many different avenues now where they can go in and, and make a little bit of money and stuff like this. And I'm liking to see the resurgence. I ain't gonna say resurgence. It's just the, them continuing on their career. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's no, <laughs> I think we shifted like the way we were saying, like 40 or so was supposed to be, you know, where you kind of die out of rap. That, that Bruh, age is you remember when 30 was 30 the death yeah. of, of a rapper? <laughs> like that yeah. was just 10 years ago, maybe, you know. Yeah, yeah man, it's crazy. But it's kind of moving, moving uh, further down. So uh, just. Just where rap and went and how it became the, the popular genre. So you're always going to have those people. We, we reaching that, that rock status. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Metallica, whenever they come out, they're going to sell they, uh, sell their albums and stuff. Now we got the Jay Z's and all this. We, we're, we're gaining that in hip hop. So whenever they're dropped, they still going to do their, their right numbers that we expect to, to honor the greats and stuff for all this. So yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm liking that. Hip hop is only 49, right? At, at this point. Um, and, uh, I mean, we're in our forties. I mean, we can admit it now, man. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? We about there, you a couple months away. I'm a little bit later than that, but you know, we can't fight it anymore. So we, we growing up with the culture and it's, it's growing up, you know what I mean? And it's a beautiful thing to see, man. Um, and, uh, like I said, man, that kids versus dope. Uh, the, the next guy we're going to talk about Jid, uh, and his project, that we're going to talk about. Jit was just saying he's 30, you know what I mean? And he's one of the young guys in, or in my eyes, but you know, 30 really isn't, it's young, but still, you know what I mean? Like these guys are growing up. Um, the Kendricks, the, the, the Coles and, and, you know, even the guys up under them are, are getting of age. So, um, like I said, man, I, I think rap is in a good space and, and hip hop overall, man. I mean, you're going to have the, the balance. You're going to have the, the Nardo wicks and the little dirks and how they do things. And I think you can find I can appreciate all of it. I don't have to listen to it to like all of it, but I, I can appreciate it for what it is and see what it's going to do. So I think that's what this DJ Khaled album really did was just kind of give you the who's who. And I, I also want to highlight the joint uh, with City Girls and, and Lotto or whatever. Um, my wife was rocking with that from from a female's perspective. I, 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 saw her I don't know that. if you had the problem that I had uh, on Apple Music, though. So when I downloaded, it kept playing. What it gave me was that 21 Savage song right after. Mm-hmm. It gave me that twice. And I'm like, hold up. I thought City Girl. So I thought like he was like a, a un, unnamed feature on the first little part, but then like they never came. And then like I had to go back and I was just like checking. I was like, it's, it's never playing on like oh, mine. Nah, nah, I didn't have that issue. And then uh, so, but uh, I went to the edited version of that album. And it plays on there, but like the the unedited, you know, explicit one, like they they song just kind of skips on my Apple. I don't know what's what that little flaw. I don't know if anybody else experiencing that flaw, but that's kind of what I was doing. So the first couple times out, I did not hear the the City Girls song or the Lotto. And then now every time I'd have heard it, I'd have heard the edited version, not the not the real. So, but yeah, it's solid solid song. But yeah, it's definitely went past me uh, first couple of times because I was like. Hold up, I'm I'm not hearing Lotto at all. The movie, like, where where when is this supposed to come on? So yeah, man, I definitely uh can definitely hear bills paid in uh your local strip club very soon. 
Um, and uh, <laughs> that, that's where that need to be. So uh, I, I rocks with it though, man. Like um, Lotto is one of them ones to where I'm like, she she's gonna be special, man. As far as just being a star, I could kind of see it all all over her, man. And uh, well, I'm interested to see how her career does moving forward, man. Her and Meg as well, man. Like just whether they can keep it going. Uh, keep going, man. Like that's that's really where I'm at. Where it is, can they carry the torch from the Nikki generation to where and Nikki's been moving too? I don't know. I think is Nick. I don't even think Nikki's on this project, man. I, that would have been dope. That would have been dope to get Nikki and Lotto and and maybe a Meg together. Can you like? I mean, I know he got City Girls and then he got Rep Miami and stuff like that. But that that should be the next whatever Khaled project comes out next. I think that would be dope. So man, uh, encapsulate all that, man. I thought Khaled album pretty solid, man. It has definitely some gems on there. That Jada Kiss, the. Uh, uh, the, the God did with Jay-Z. Uh, those will be my true, true elite standouts. Rest of the album is very good. Oh, no, I put party, party on there too with, uh, Quavo Amigos. You know, I like yeah, those yeah, other yeah, ones. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. like true, 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 true standout. And then the rest of it is just a good solid album. Like, so, uh, not many skips on here. Playable, very, very, uh, respectable album after like what we got last time from them. So, uh, nice, nice way to, you know, get back in the lab and, you know, Put out some good work that Khaled appreciated. For sure, for sure, man. Uh, shout out to Khaled, man. Um, but uh, next up, next up, next up, man. Um, we we got our guy, man. We've been kind of looking forward to this project for a while. Uh, he took a break uh, in between projects and, and mixtapes, and ever since I put you on those those uh few years ago to Jid, you know what I mean? Uh, he's been the guy to look out for anytime he drops something, man. So with that <laughs> said, Prez, man, how do you feel? About Jay's latest project, the Fever Story. He didn't put me on people. <laughs> I did. I, said, I remember where I was. I remember oh, I was on a run in Germany, and I was running. I stopped what I was doing. I stopped my exercise. I text you. I said, "You need to listen to this as soon as you, uh, as soon as you get around to it." That, that was one of the ones. Every time I put you on, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call you out about it. So. Now, ca- carry on. What, what, what do you think about this? All right. <laughs> so, the Jid first album, uh, uh, the Never Story, uh, that was 2017. Then you had DiCaprio, which was uh, around about 2018, 2019, I think it was. And then uh, this one right here be his like third studio album, I think it is, uh, The Fever Story. So, he's kind of going back to that name of that that first one. And uh, that, that first one, The Never Story, is like once you heard that, like, like he said, you did want to call and tell other people about this. This person who had a, you know, unique uh, type of flow to him and the way he was going about things. And it was just kind of uh, refreshing just to have something like that going through and that he was signed to, to J. Cole and everything as well, but didn't really get like a, a, a big promotion push. So you you knew that you was handing something of quality off to somebody or telling somebody to listen to a quality uh, a quality artist. So uh, that, that was good about that. So that's what is kind of hitting my brain with the name, the forever story. So I'm expecting that type of quality. Uh, I think he, he came through, uh, on this to start off with, uh, with the radar. Uh, man, I, I, I where he had the beat switches a couple of times on there, which he ended up doing several times throughout the album on songs and stuff like this, kind of highlighting, uh, the tempo or, or changing his tempo and the flow a little bit with each beat switch where I don't know if you know that. Yeah. He did it on like several songs. And when he had features, sometimes, sometimes the features would be, uh, they'll be on a different type of beat or, or just kind of similar. So I like that. Um, yeah, that was, that was like the big 
particular standout uh, uh, overall of like what I was noticing about this. That was like the overarching similarities between the songs, because other than that, he goes down some different lanes. It starts off with a little bit more upbeat type tunes. Then in the middle, he goes through some like some funk, super fly, uh, 70s type of uh, production in the background and him kind of sounding like a little smooth, smoother over trying to talk on it. Uh, and then, uh, Cash, I know earlier we had talked about this, uh, single surround sound, right? With Miss mm-hmm. Fat Booty and everything on there. And I was like, man, they should have had, uh, most death on that, you know what I mean? Yasmin Bay. Uh, and, you know, I was, didn't have him on that song. But he included them on another song on the album. I thought that was still the right place of homage, you know what I mean? So if you're going to use something like that, like I said, like we always talk about, like you're, you're reinvigorating. So people, maybe they first time hearing it, but like if it was a great song and like a classic, still having them kind of uh, involved a little bit and having them on the album, I give them a pass on that. I, I, I like that too, so. Right, right. And when you touch certain classics, you you got to really come with it. And we've said that each and every time on here. We uh, we are painfully honest when somebody doesn't deliver. In this case, I think Surround Sound was dope for me on first listen when I heard it a couple months back uh, when it dropped as a as a single. I like what everybody did and brought a, a unique perspective on it. I'm not sure if they really knew it was Miss Fat Booty from um, most of that now. Yeah, I've seen Bay. Um, not that they didn't know it, but like, you know, some of them cats are kind of young, you know what I'm saying? Jizz 30. I mean, but he's a historian of, of the culture and also, you know, uh, 21 Savage and Baby Tate on there. So I didn't know who Baby Tate was, but I think that everybody kind of did their thing on it. And I like the trappier sound and livened it up and it wasn't too, um, you know, because Jig can get in these moody vibes or whatever, but he still has like the, the skill level uh, in terms of rapping to kind of pull it off. But alluded to what you were talking about as far as the, the Yasin Bay feature, that song was almost stars. Like I, I was pleasantly um, surprised with how good most sounds um, nowadays, because I hadn't heard most. I didn't listen to the, the black star album because it was like difficult to get to, uh, you know what I mean? So I didn't, I haven't gotten to that and I haven't heard him rap in a while. So this is my first time hearing him uh, sound refreshing as ever dope. I mean, I can't expect nothing less from um, a, a fellow Brooklyn MC uh, such as most Def. So um, I, I like the uh, stars joint uh, in particular, though. But um, as far as features on here, man, it's a lot of them. And I'm not really mad at it because when your features mix in well with the project, I mean, he has Kenny Mason on here several times. I don't know what their um, affiliation is because again, I, I'm into G, but I haven't like really dived into, I know he's been with earth gang and those guys were like a kind of a group or just worked together a lot before prior to, you know, being signed to dreamville. But I, I do remember listening to Kenny Mason solo project and I'm like, yo, this, this kid is nice. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think he got some potential and lo and behold, he finds himself on the J project several times and really fitting in where he needs to fit in, whether it's just a hook, a verse, I think he, you know, but everybody in there, Earth Gang smoked it. You know what I mean? Uh, Lil Wayne, the Lil Wayne feature, man, just in man. time. Cash. Yep. You know, when you heard that, it was about to be fire. <laughs> I was like, oh, Wayne going to come with you. Okay. You had to go get the light. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne was going to come with it, man. Wayne oh, was going to come man, with was, it. He did not call call his psyche. Yeah, you know, when you hear that little bit, that little sound, that, I say, like, oh. 
It's one of them wings you have to tap into. Mm-hmm. You don't do it for all of them, but when he get in that little mode, hey, you hit listen, that little big time. Jill was out here talking crazy uh, a couple weeks ago uh, when I forgot what I was listening to, Perez, but he was talking about how rappers are scared to rap with him. Yeah, yeah. He been he been on that type of time. Like he want he wants smoke with everybody in terms like from a competitive aspect and let's get on these songs and make the best possible song. Um, and you know, so that's kind of what he been on. And he always talks shit. If you ever seen any of his interviews or anything like that, like, you know, I love that energy, you know, him and reason, him and reason do, do it all the time, talking shit about who, who the best and, and stuff like that. So I love that, that playful nature, but they're very serious. He's very serious about <laughs> one smoke. So I think that Wayne recognizes that too. You know what I mean? And I think that when a legend shows up and just doesn't mail it in, and really gives you like a solid ass verse to where you like you shaking your head like ah damn okay Wayne you know it's 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 a good thing for everybody man and and he got Wayne later later in the album you know what I'm saying yeah, so yeah, he put it out front it was like later on in the back you know as he kind of closing out and then uh yeah I, I like how he came back at the end of that even after Wayne did his verse he he added a little bit extra on the end to kind of close out that song. And I, I like that. And he was mentioning of the verses and stuff like that. Anybody want to verse them or something like that. I don't know how tight they is and what he was doing just talking, but it was, it was a good one, man. Uh, so definitely, definitely like that overall, man, like the album, uh, it's going to continue to get played throughout the year for me. Like where Jid is going, like where he's, uh, he experimented a little bit, but he didn't go too far in that little realm and, you know, kept it going. Uh, kind of got the little concept of the beat switches, like I said, multiple times throughout the album to give you different type of flows and stuff on this tempo and, uh, how you present things. So overall, yeah. good, man. Good, good, man. I ain't mad at this project at all. Really like it. Uh, definitely still recommend it to anybody out there who, you know, looking for something new. It's good. If you're a Jid fan, he didn't disappoint. There you go. Yeah, I'll close out this forever story with saying um, Jid is an entertaining rapper. You know what I mean? Yes, he's super lyrical, but he's very musical at the same time. So that's what I enjoyed the, the most. Um, you were talking about the the beats just kind of switching up and just kind of... I was listening to it, press without really looking at the tracks. You know what I mean? I'm moving around, doing stuff around the house, and it's just like really seem flawless as like the the seamlessness of just listening to the whole entire project. Like sometimes I had to look on my watch to see what song I was on. You know what I mean? Because it could have been a beat switch or it could have been a whole different song. And it just sounded like a actual story, (laughs) you know, you know, go figure, you know what I mean? So it it fit just like with the never story. Now the forever story. And um, I'm, I'm still getting into the story itself. You know what I mean? Like I was listening intently, but just like listening, just kind of, fulfill and vibe and not necessarily to sink it in, but I'm going to have to listen to this a lot more to kind of get the story, the actual story he's telling. So again, this is just a a initial listen, but I know like some of the standouts for me was, uh, sister them, the joint can't make you change for Ari Lennox. So I like, you know, the relationship stuff when people don't do it in a corny way, um, better days with John to Austin. And then, uh, the one that I mentioned, uh, earlier with, um, Yasin Bay and uh and stars. stars. So those yeah. were some that kind of stood out to me immediately just based on lines and just subject matter. But I highly recommend y'all listen to this album. This ain't a one one play, one, two plays, and and 
you're going to be good. This is one that should be in a rotation. Uh, I think Jid is one of those ones, man. So um, y'all check it out. All right. And man, I want to, before we move past this, uh, the two topics right here, the Jid and uh, Khaled, uh, I thought we would be, it'd be wrong with us not to talk about what it came about with Khaled and DJ Drama over the past like week or so. Oh yeah, the verses, the verses, the verses, man. And, um, and unfortunately, like, this was coming out before DJ Khaled was saying that he was going to have his album drop. Before we got all the, the the big promotion on it, and uh, it was just DJ Drama. You know, he's been on a little tear as as a late to and getting a resurgence uh, out there. Uh, so Tyler, the Grammy with Tyler the Creator nomination yeah. or winning winning in, in the rap category. Um, he also he had talked about doing the yeah. verses, and you know his versus would be against DJ Khaled and like where are you sitting now where are you sitting now did this change up anything he, I mean he wants like like you said um if you guys for you know background y'all go check out Rory and Maul's podcast that's where DJ Drama was on kind of he asked the question he got asked the question by Rory and Maul and you know if he wanted the the versus smoke and you know I don't know if he seemed convincing to me but out of his mouth he said he wants to smoke with anybody um, Drink Champs interview. If you go back and watch Callis, I mean, it's three hours, you know, about four or five hours collectively of interviews. But to get to the gist of it, both of them weren't ducking any phase in terms of just how they were talking about their career and what they've done. And um, both dope, culturally impacting in different ways. I think on the versus stage, man, it's going to be Khaled for me. I'm sorry. I know, I know. You know, um, DJ Drama has the cuts and, and the ones that just resonate with us in our in our soul where we, you know, you could still ride down the block and you hear that DJ Drama mixtape out of your trunk and bumping. But I'm just saying to the masses overall, because we got to understand this is just not for people like me who enjoy hip hop, you know, or rap music in particular. Like he got bangers. And by he, I mean Khaled, like he got bangers as far as the R&B side, you know, the, I mean, you forgetting the Rihanna joint, you know, uh, Wild Thoughts, like he got some heaters when we talking about just anthems, hits. And I'm not saying that drama doesn't have anthems and hits. I just think it's more to a niche audience in, in, in terms of people who appreciated that mixtape era. You know what I mean? So that that's where I see drama you know he it'll be a valiant effort you know what i mean it's, it's all in how it's presented that would be a great versus presentation it would be a shit talk festival you know what i mean because both of them guys know what to do uh when they're behind you know the microphone and, and really kind of getting the crowd amped from a mixtape aspect to the to the hype aspect and how Khaled is a showman and drama is just as much as a showman like you know what i mean it, it's just in different ways so but I got I got Khaled edging him out just just too many too many hits with the big dogs man. Oh, pop cash! That's how I knew you was gonna go that route. Hey, I, I mean, this is the easy, this is easy, man. Should I go with the short <laughs> shot? I, you know, when you when you bet, do you make reckless bets based on your heart? Maybe you do when we talking about yes, the Raiders. Raiders when we, when we get to the, when we get to the Raiders <laughs> later on, maybe maybe so. I'm I'm, I'm sure you've bet well over a thousand dollars at this point in the year. Um, and, and we'll get to to why you bet this this money <laughs> later on as we get into the Raiders thing. But yeah, I, I think Khaled, I think Khaled walks away with it, man. I, I don't think it'll be a smoke. I fest. still like to see it. I I'd still love like to see. see I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it too. <laughs> All right, so what we got next? Uh, let's move on on to the next category. All right, we got uh, Katie Saga. Uh, yeah. Okay. All bark. All bark. 
all bark. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all it was. You was up yeah, there man. huffing and puffing. You was up here yapping, and but when it came down to it, they gave you an ultimatum. They said you either gonna stay on this team or you're gonna retire, KD. <laughs> I love it. I love to see I love to see it, man. You got four more years, man. You ultimately ain't gonna get what you deserve, no matter what. No matter what you get back, you get a, a king's ransom. All that, all that shit don't equal up to a KD press. I, I'm sorry, no. and I think that cooler has prevailed in, in this man. Like, I mean, Kobe had that going on. Um, you know, rest in peace, Kobe. Mama Day just passed by as well. I like that his wife was awarded that 60 million and gave it back to charity. Just wanted to to highlight that before I get in there with the comparison. But man, tax is high enough in LA. She shouldn't have just said like, "Hey, I won the case. On. I proved my point." Like she don't need that damn money. Like that's just robbing the people. Yeah. Everybody in LA got to pay for that bullshit. So hey. my phone song. I, 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 gotta, gotta love her, man. Um, but yeah, man. Um, you know, I, I like it, man, because it keeps the NBA competitive. It keeps the uh, Eastern Conference competitive. You know what I mean? Because I think I gotta believe in my heart of hearts, man. If Ben Simmons is just show up, just show up and and do what he's been doing prior to, you know, his, his psyche being shaken. I think if it just Ben Simmons shows up as his self from his prior version, the last time we saw him play and Kyrie is able to be on the full majority of the season, I think they went and did a lot of things in free agency to really sure up what the net should be, which is a top seed, a top two, three seed in the East period, you know, um, considering uh, relative good health. So, uh, man, now now it's on now it's on Kyrie. Now it's on uh, Ben Simmons to show and prove and show that they they got to back up these claims and then whatever happens happens, man. But I I, I enjoy it. Um, but you know, but that's just my thoughts on it, man. What about you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they got a nice little shot. I mean, it ain't like they was out of the playoffs like the Lakers and stuff like this. Uh, they actually went uh, this last year. And you know, if Ben Simmons had actually played and came off and not jumped out of the group chat, who knows where they would have went? You know yeah, what I mean? I heard so, that was. I heard that wasn't fact either. Like so, and they came back to say that. So I was like, man, this. These, these these rumors, Cash. man. These rumors are crazy. Cash. I don't need you to correct me on something like when it's funny, man. Now, I'm gonna say it happens because it's funny enough, man. Right, right. Right. Like, that, that would be hilarious. That <laughs> Leaving the group chat is always is always funny amongst dudes, man. Because that means you don't piss somebody the fuck off. <laughs> like, look at him. Look at him. Emotional. Did such and such leave the group chat? Oh hell no! He left the group chat. What, what happened, man? <laughs> call, him, call him. Add him back in. Add him back add in. Add him back in, motherfucker. You ain't leaving the group chat. Yo, emotional ass bitch ass motherfucker. Like it's like you get called on types of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I left the group chat too, man. Man, for my sanity, for my sanity, man. Oh he man, gone for two minutes. Throw your ass right back in here. You gonna face these problems? You ain't about to run away. Hey, man. Speaking of smoke, man. Pat Bev also, man, like letting off tweets in terms of just saying KD, this was some bullshit. It was a waste of time. You cost a lot of people jobs. Hey, man. What, what Pat Bev watching? Why? Why you watching KD moves? Why you worried about that? Uh, hey, his thought: get better, do better. If you was on KD level, guess what? You ain't got to worry about them problems. You ain't. Yes. So he can hold up. That's what is afforded to you. He is the star. He is the talent. You know what I mean? I want it wherever I want to go. That's how KD is. However that fucked up your free agency ain't my fucking problem. You need to get better. 
<laughs> I, don't, I don't think that he his free agency was effed up. I don't know who you were talking to, man. You sound ridiculous. Like you, were you speaking for the establishment? Establishment man? Like what are you a company man? You know what I mean? Like you just made thirteen. You a journeyman and a very vital piece of most of the teams that like as far as what he provides. You know what I mean? He just can't find anywhere to stay. But he's made a lot of How money. Uh, I think he's 34. I believe he's 34 oh, okay. or something, something close. So now you got my answer, like, uh, when you ask, like, uh, how do I feel this is going to affect the Lakers? I mean, did they get any younger? Yeah. No, they didn't. This was a dumb move right. Um, right. in terms of a year or two too late. Like, they finally give up Taylor and Horton Tucker. Remember, y'all wouldn't give him up for nobody, and all of a sudden, well, he's this two-way player, amazing, this, that, and the third. Like, man, just, just get rid of the boy. Man, y'all could have had, uh, maybe you could have had your boy Kyle Lowry. <laughs> Oh man, that would be great. <laughs> you could top add top ten. You could add added a top ten point guard to your team, and who you got? Pat Bev, a glue guy, classic glue guy. He's dead. He's dead to tell LeBron when LeBron is wrong. That's what you need him for. That's what they selling us. I'm like, <laughs> all right, man. And he might be there for a lot of bricks too. You know what I mean? Who? I mean, he's shot in bed over the course of his his career. He's at thirty seven percent. From uh three and I and I get it, you need somebody to space it, but them shots are gonna be even wider open. It's it's down it's for, for him to knock him down at this point, man. Um but I'm 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 joking, man. I do like the move overall. I like the move. Um, but I'm just not sure. I don't that think really this kind of helps out either way it go. I mean, like, yeah, it may help them out a little bit, man, but like like I said, they did not make the playoffs last year. They didn't get any younger. Uh the other talent in the West. It's just getting better and better. And those teams are locking in where they're going to kind of be solid. I don't see the Grizzlies going nowhere. I don't see the Suns going nowhere. I don't see Golden State going anywhere. Like, <laughs> the list just goes on and on. Like, so uh, with Nuggets, them, a healthy I mean, Nuggets Port- team. Portland up and there, you know what I mean? Like, if they get better, like, they have, where are you fitting in? How are the Lakers fitting in on this? Like, it's already going to be tough to make that. You're right. You're right. And LeBron's I don't, I don't feel like this, hurt more this move added enough in the wins category or what we're going to see where they're making us significant. I still see them, you know, trying to get for that eight, maybe seventh seed. Yeah, I got them in the bottom half. I got them in the bottom half of the the league, man, because like I said, man, I think LeBron gives you 50 to 55 games. You know, AD probably gives you 45 to 50 in in a best case scenario. So now you're left with the rest of that team and however that balances out whether both guys out at any given time. So um, and it's proven to be true over the last couple of years, man. So, but you get what I'm saying when I'm yeah. saying like the eight to seven seed. I mean, because LeBron ain't getting no younger. He's not gonna get no younger. Uh, we know uh, AD, you know, still gonna do his time. So they're gonna still take out take their time away from the game and stuff like this. They're gonna do their load management. So they're willing to sacrifice several games. So with that and the way you know. Uh, Phoenix played throughout the season last year. I just don't see them in the rest of these teams play throughout the season. You know what I mean? They're younger. They're more healthy. They ain't taking off as much as for load management and things like this. So they ain't giving up as many. They ain't sacrificing as many games as them. Uh, I mean, they're sacrificing literally games away. And then they those other games, they still got to play and win. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's yeah, why I still no see gimme, them as no a there's no gimme yeah. for majority of the league right now. Like, I mean, the bottom half of the East is the bottom half of the East, but the top half, like, you can't even take nights off when you're going out East either. Yeah. You know, the East so has gotten better. That's why I'm saying, like, it'd be good if they, I still feel like they fight, if they're even in that little talk, they're still fighting for that bottom of the part of the playoffs. 
for sure, for sure, for sure. All right, man, moving on, man. We have the And One documentary, man, the Untold Story. I wish we could have got into the Manti tale. We may get into that at another point. I haven't I'm actually not. watched that one yet. Yeah, I gotta that? watch oh, that one. That'd, man, that'd one be was, next up, man. That was, that was uh, wild, too. I, I've been hearing that it's pretty good. It wasn't a story that was really interesting. I was like, that time came, he's gone. I didn't care that he had an imaginary girlfriend or something like this. Uh, catfish. catfish. I, ain't gonna, yeah. I ain't gonna disrespect a man like that. Like, he was catfish and he was kind of fooled, but I mean, like, that's still kind of a sucker move, in my opinion, no matter how you, they try to reword it, man. Like, how you, how you the top dog off on Notre Dame you and you ain't got different. a girlfriend that just like right there beside <laughs> you. Like, no, yeah, I'm not yeah. fine. <laughs> uh, that, that part just don't, no, no, no. Like, that, that part still like <laughs> irks me, but I, I will watch it. I will hear his story. I, I don't see it changing my opinion too much on, I will say like, Okay, he probably was truly was catfish, but why did you even put yourself in that situation to let that happen? That's just dumb. We may you often off off the rails, man. Back to Aaron. Oh. Back to this man really and really one. displaying so, his uh, feelings. And and one just did that uh, documentary. What was that documentary? Was it on Thirty for Thirty? I think it was a Thirty for Thirty, right? They did the and one kind of mixtape. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I missed that one. I still got to catch everybody. that one. I, I thought it was pretty good, but then it it only showed like that volume one of guys. Like it didn't have the full uh, roster and tell the full story of how it kind of went on. So. Uh, and we was told when that one came out, everybody was watching. They was asking about these names. They'll say, "Hey, wait for the Netflix one." But a Netflix one dropped, and I think I think it did a great job of like explaining the story, the rise, uh, putting you back in that love mode, and, and you know, telling you like how just some street ballers came in almost equivalent to like NBA stars in, 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 a, in a sense, you know what I mean? Where they elevated just that street play. You knew these names and it wasn't just names of your neighborhood guys. These was like, this is people down South uh, knowing names of people up North and everything that not thrown in just a rap song or something like this. You getting the CDs and uh, the way it kind of changed up the game on the, the moves and everything, the dribbling aspects of it and stuff like this. So, uh, a lot of those, a lot of those guys did not make it to the league. Did not, could not cut it in the league. That's uh, sweet, but they was good at what they did. Uh, you would say the seventies had Harlem Globetrotters and stuff like this, and they had their little space. And the, well, this was a, a new lane carved out for this uh, for our generation. And that street ball shit was was tough and real, you know. Yeah, dope, dope analogy, man. Uh, and I know they brought it up in the doc a little bit, alluding to that. But that, that was, that's, a, that's a good analogy because, I mean, in the hood, man, like you, you couldn't tell me nothing about. I had my Olas on. That, that's what we used to call them, and one shorts. And uh, I had all the gear, you know, with the cutoff sleeves before the cutoff sleeves was a thing. You know what I mean? Or just doing all that stuff and the the cool sayings that they had on there, like the shit talking sayings. Like everybody was rocking that, you know. And I remember, um going to like a few when I used to hoop going to a few hoop it up and just like the M one um mixtape when it would come, you know, I mean those guys always kind of were playing it and why, but like when it was a thing and they were rolling through and why like I, I saw it live and man, it was just like just like you saw with the pictures at the Rucker or now, you know, in current day with Dykeman basketball in New York City. You know what I'm saying? Like it just was a dope thing to see. And I, I like to see the uh I like the rise and fall aspect of the uh, documentary in terms of just, you know, how much money 
they were detailing. So that's what I was thinking all along because like I had long not forgot about and one press, but I was kind of more so not thinking about, damn, man, it did kind of, they had a nice little, what, five, six, seven year run. Yeah. It was like, yeah. It was like a seven, eight year run. Yeah. yeah eight year run. Uh, and, and, and before I lose my point, remind me to come back to the Nike aspect of this. Uh, mm-hmm. Cause I thought it was kind of <laughs> Nike was on some bullshit. Yeah, as usual. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I like that. Uh, they kind of talked about when the guys started to be like, Hey man, like, you know, we signing these contracts, but you, you saw like a compare, um, a contrasting viewpoint. Um, uh, remember, I forget one, I don't know. It wasn't Ali Mo, rest in peace, Ali Mo. Um, forget what, who the guy was. It was two, two, uh, of the and one ballers sitting together, like pretty much the whole documentary. But remember he was trying to convince his buddy, like, Hey man, you think they did us wrong? You think they did us wrong in terms of these contracts? And he was like, ah, you know. And in my mind, I was thinking what Rafer Austin uh, said, skip to my Lou, was like, yo, I mean, you signed the contract. The contract is the contract. You only get what you can negotiate in the contract. You know what I mean? And uh, do, do you feel like the team at N1 that started it took advantage? Or do you think they like highlighted these guys' profile to be able to go get money Outside of and one as well, you know what I mean. You think the guy's not really acknowledging that part? No, I, I, I so the way the business was coming, and you can hear it like when they was talking about it and stuff like this. The money was coming in so fast, like, and the 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 business aspect of it is changing so frequently, and you got to hire in the different aspect. I know these athletes was your main draw, but the numbers they was putting up there on screen didn't sound like they was just like, you know, just doing them completely dirty. Like they, some of the lower tier ones made significantly less money. But when you compare that to what uh, they would be making on a practice squad or somewhere else on, uh, uh, or working at a, some rec center or something like that, the way they was going to do, like, I felt like it was equivalent type pay, and all the perks and stuff they got, they they didn't get diving into that. Who's paying for all your per diem? I know you're saying like these people were eating food, bro. I, I just know that. Like any business you go to, hey, my boss is probably eating better than me. <laughs> That's just a given. <laughs> I go to their buzz. You know what? I'm just gonna go hang out with them for a couple of days here, so I can eat the same thing as them. For hey, they they pay for it. You know what I mean? So I, I didn't really grasp that. I think that somebody you know just like thinking like everything is supposed to be handed to you. As, as we can see, and as we, we are sports fans, like you had to go renegotiate for these contracts and stuff like this. You got to be willing to give up something and hold out to kind of push and make them move. Because once that contract is signed, you're kind of on the hook for uh, what as that contract reads. Now, yeah. okay, if you yeah. had the proper if you had the proper representation, which I don't know if they had or not, like that, they would tell you at that point, like, hey. Yes, you signed this, but this is where the money was at at this time. You are open to renegotiate now because the money then changed overall for the company. Uh, and they're not just going to, nobody's just going to give it to you. They may give you some bonuses here and there, but they ain't just going to, hey, we're going to triple your pay. That shit ain't going to happen without some tough talks. <laughs> I, feel, I feel you. I feel you. But, you know, the other part is it um, for me is like the, the lion's share of the, initial guys that started it and got it off off the floor you know what i mean i think those guys are from i mean even think you can go to hot sauce i know he came on a little bit later um in terms of the team but he was still early on but he just had came out of prison you know what i mean you got all these guys that are just fresh off out the hood so to speak outside of professor you know you had some guys that kind of came from 
uh, different backgrounds, but by and large part, I don't think these guys have that type of business acumen. And, you know, you're, you're telling me you're going to pay me, you know, $15,000. I think that's like probably the lowest amount of um, money I saw in the documentary. You're telling me you're going to pay me $15,000 for what, you know, to go play basketball for three months, for three months. Oh yeah. That's $5,000 a month. Like, you know, not a lot of people are making that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like if you, if you tell a lot of street ballers right now, if they would make $5,000 a month, just hooping, I think you would see a lot of people sign up for that. You know what I'm saying? In current day, you know what I mean? So, um, but I, you know, I just think some certain people's business acumen um, or their living situation didn't allow them to have negotiating power. <laughs> you know what I mean? But as you move forward, those are definitely things. If you felt that I think could have been addressed in a more professional manner, like man, uh, manner outside of throwing pizza and, the owner's face. Like, I mean, that's, that's just some ignorant <laughs> motherfucking shit. That was some ice cube type shit. Eh? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, by any means like necessary, it. but I mean, you, you gonna suffer the consequences too, bro. So, um, uh, but I, I like how they did acknowledge they saying they wish they could have went back and, you know, gave them stock options because there was more than there was more employees than they were. Like they was treating them just like yeah. they was treating any, uh, any of the, the contracts with the uh, with the athletes and stuff like right. this, as it was just uh, merchandising. Uh, so <clears throat> on that front, and then I, I did like how they were showing, you know, how professor the professor came in because I still follow the professor on like Instagram because he's still out there doing these little videos and stuff like this, and it's still kind of fresh to watch and stuff like this from time to time. So, uh, but you can tell. He was like they was putting him up as the face, and I don't fault them at all on that. Like if if they, he represent and he can continue building up the company, and, and you know he bring in a certain type of dynamic and, and, and fandom that's going to add to it. You know, representation matters. That's what we always talk about. Representation, representation. You know, kind of matters. Like we want to see our superheroes on the screen. We go support it. You know what I mean? Like we want to see our TV shows and things like this. Well, that same thing kind of take effect in this. Uh, in this and one ball and same thing's going to take effect in like rap and stuff. When we're talking about it, I mean, there's a reason M makes more money, man, because like, he can attract that whole suburban crowd. You know what I mean? Cause they can see themselves as probably an Eminem. And then now you got the same thing that's happening off a professor and you do want to put him out there, especially when you're talking about selling more and more tickets and stuff like this, because Hey, that's going to show that it's not just a hood thing, which we was hold, holding in the Rutgers. Everybody now you want to sell that square guard. <laughs> yeah. Like that's a person. I, that's how I was looking at it. As I seen, I was just like, I, I see what they was doing. I see why the people are kind of jaded from it. But at the same time, it was in this one dynamic and you're trying to open it up and say, no, we can sell to everybody. And this was your avenue in. Y'all only had one on the team. Y'all only had one. You got to utilize that. You got to utilize them. And I'm, I got to imagine you came across a lot of different um, nationalities going across the, the states and overseas. Like people forget that this thing went global, man. And, and quickly, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, people really, really wanted to be like these ballers. I remember going outside and, you know, I'm, I'm an adult at this point where Aaron one is kind of really coming to fruition, but still like, you know, still, hoping, still trying to get them moves and just like stuff that you could pull off legally in, in game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I think, to a certain degree, they affected the NBA game, which they talked about. They're like, this doc is dope because they, they went and showed some of the moves that the guys were doing. Um, you know, like people still do uh, 
um, also, what was it? The other doc I watched, NYC Point Gods. Um, y'all check that out. I don't know if you check that out um, yet either, um, Prez. But, um, you know, just kind of like the God Sham God move where you throw the ball out one way and then you go the other way, you know, and it's, you know, people been doing that or just like the between the legs alley, you like stuff that they was doing in the and one joint. Um, you just, you saw the, the correlation and you got to believe like these guys got it from those guys. Cause that's kind of the first time I was seeing it. You, you didn't really see guys really doing and one like moves in the NBA in the late nineties. You know what I mean? So, I mean, they, they, they affected the culture for real, for real, man. I, I you really know something like I was talk. thinking about, like when I was up in there, when I was watching it too, I know they only played for like three months though. None of these guys dealt with like injuries. You had the Stephon Marbury injury they talked about at the beginning. That's in the league league, but they was playing a lot of basketball at a lot of time. And they were saying, talking about all the other stuff, the drinking and smoking, they were still doing while on tour. But <laughs> yeah, just like the old days. Like, like, <laughs> imagine like the fact that all of them left there and like, I'm saying nobody had like a complete tear of their ankle or, you know, ruptured a, 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 a hamstring or anything like this. Like they was all playing and still going throughout that time frame. I thought that was kind of a hidden little fact on there. Like, I don't know if they was playing through those things, but I, it's not one of those things I remember, like anybody, you know, sustained a serious injury playing the street ball. Yeah, yeah, man. So, like I said, man, great doc. Y'all go check it out, man. Uh, like I said, rest in peace of Cadillac, Ali Moe, and just, um, you know, uh, the other guys that aren't here today as far as the ballers, man. But, um, yeah, great, great era, man. Great era of street ball, man. They definitely sparked what, what you see today in, in all these little independent leagues and just, like, these guys having that ambition to to do a Drew League, a Dykeman, and Rucker, and just it be nationally televised. I mean, the uh, Drew League was on my NBA app, bro. I was watching that okay. when I could. You I got to so, bring you back to it. You just said, remind you about the Nike before we close out. Okay, yeah. So, Man, what do you think about Big Brother coming in to just really trying to steal that uh that street cred? Who, Nike? Yeah. I remember that commercial, too. I forgot that was like a Nike A direct shot. But I remember the dude dribbling, do-do-do-do. And they started putting that in that scary movie and stuff like that, where they was making fun of the dribbling and stuff like this. But, yeah, I remember that. And they just snatched back that that street side of it real With quick, just right? 30 seconds of a commercial, like, immediately. Then yeah. you start see- but then you start seeing Nike's, like, really focus on their basketball uh, division and really handing out a bunch of different, um, you know, sneaker contracts like they used to do back in the day. Like you remember we had the Worms with the Dennis Rodmans. We had the, um, the not the Admirals, but we had, um, you know, we had a bunch of different sneaker Barclays. We had Jordans, like Nike Scott had Pippins, all with the Pippins, you know what I mean? Um, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking I'm spacing on David Robinson, but like there's a lot of like, little dope sneakers yeah. for sneakerheads. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That Nike really was doing in the 90s and then kind of the fell pennies. off a little bit. Pennies. pennies, the pennies, and then kind of fell off a little bit in that that space where and one kind of came in. And I was looking at them shoes and I was like, yo, I can't believe <laughs> I was hooping in them ugly ass shit. <laughs> no joke. But it was dope for the time. They was dope for the time. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. can't lie and say I, I mean, because that sparked influence into the rest of the, of the yeah. others, into Nike and stuff like that, because they were still doing the bulky, heavy leather type shoes. And like, I mean, we had uh, the phone pauses, but I mean, nobody was really using it. So I, I think they kind of innovated in four states to go that way. Cause then I remember start seeing like the Adidas start to adopt it like a little bit more first. And then Nike kind of came in and started to adopt those, uh, 
those style shoes. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. It was fire for his time, but the reason why they not retro, you know, <laughs> even no, no, ugly no. as Pat Humans get retro. I mean, I love Patrick Humans. Don't don't get me wrong, you know what I mean. But I, I'm not really rocking them. But like they haven't been retro. But that's neither. I'm 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 I'm, I'm digressing like a mug. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, but yeah. <laughs> so what we got next? What, what we got next on the docket? Oh uh, man, brother, we got uh, you know, just some albums you're looking forward to. Um, we at the fourth quarter of the year. Um, nearing it, we're we're in September at this point. Um, you know, by the time you guys are listening to it, late August as we're recording it, but just looking ahead, man. Um, what are some albums you're looking forward to? Who you know, whose stock is rising, falling? Just you know, just shoot the shit, man. What do you think? Cash. Honestly, I think I'm at finally at a point where I'm just like, I'm just eating. Like, you had peace? I feel like, you I ain't feel like we did, out everybody <laughs> in the, came out in, in the past two years, they done put out something. Like, I don't mm. feel like I'm missing it from anybody. So right now, any I take in whatever is like, uh, whatever else coming out, coming our way. But I mean, like, it's just a bonus now at this point. I mean, we'd had a help that 2022 start off on that. And then, you know, where 2021, like that, that second half of 2021 kind of went, like we'd had a lot of artists kind of put out big artists, put out music. Uh, everybody's coming to the stage cause they want to tour stuff like this. So we had a lot of good music over the past year, year and a half, man. So nah, it's, it's, it's nobody out there that I would really check it for. I mean, we can throw out some names of people who I would say haven't dropped an album in like two years, even though they've been on like probably joint albums with somebody, the little baby, uh, maybe we need another album from him. Right. Uh, solo, solo. Uh, yeah, this is important. This is an important one too. You know what I mean? At this point in his career, uh, I'm not saying, but yeah, I, I, baby was on my list for sure. Yeah, but other than that, nah. TDE. What about you? TDE, the rest of the roster. Every last one of them. J-Rock, Schoolboy, Soul. Where they at? You know what I mean? We talk about this powerful team, TDE, and, you know, they know how to move and roll out an album. Like, we still haven't heard nothing from those guys. Schoolboy tried, attempted. Um, those singles were good to me but it really hasn't made any noise in terms of uh, giving, you know, the game a moment to talk about, you know what I mean? So we, we haven't really talked about it outside of the week it, it dropped. So I would say the whole entire TDE roster that remains uh scissor included, like just kind of, when is it, when is it going to drop? And then, uh, you know, last but not least, man, I'll probably say um, just kind of go with an old vet. We mentioned him earlier. I'm just interested to see if he ever capitalizes off of the the fame that he got in the garden that night and Jada Kiss. Like just hearing him sound so good and refreshing. Uh, you know, who knows if we get that? And um, you know, we who else has an album coming up? Don't fuck wanna... up the price. The price is high. <laughs> yeah, it's sure selling is. high. So you keep that feature price that that charge for that feature price, and you hopefully that every quarter you selling at least one feature. That's all you need to do, Jada. Yeah. Yeah. So um pers- personally, like I said, I'm TD TDE is I mean, damn, I forgot reason in that. Like one of my favorites that I'm not sure if everybody know about, but uh, he he one of my guys. So we got a lot. Yeah, I'll probably say that TDE roster, man. I don't care who it is. I I enjoy every last one of them that I that I've mentioned. So I'm looking forward to seeing like a full body of work um uh, from one of them. No matter how it does, just like the effort. You know what I mean? We just got the jig joint. Um it's receiving fanfare as everybody kind of got over to Jay. 
you know, verse and everything. After that, I started seeing the appreciation for the Jid album rolling in, rolling in, rolling in, rolling in. Um, that, and I think that's all you could kind of deliver at this point and let the people speak for it. You know what I mean? And just deliver. So TDE, you're on deck, you're on deck, man. Okay. Uh, NFL preseason wrap up, man. Uh, <sighs> I don't, I don't know if, how much you got to say, but uh, I'll go I ahead and I'll talk I about the Raiders real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got, I got nothing good to say. I got nothing good to say. Uh, backups, who make the team? I, I know as these cuts get made, um, you know, this week in the final roster, then I'll have a lot more to say. But this this game was atrocious to watch, man. Uh, oh, we, man. No, I mean, if you're watching as just a football fan, I think it was kind of exciting to see. I know, like, uh, it, it didn't seem too promising for the Eagles. And we are talking about the Miami Miami versus the Eagles game. That was the third preseason game they had. Uh, and But I want to say that, uh, you know, Tyreek Hill may be a little bit right and Patrick Mahomes may be a little bit right because both of them to show that they can still excel as a succeed without the other. And Tyreek Hill look like he's going to make a lot of people become Tua fans because he's like an ultimate eraser. He's throwing that ball around and, you know, the deep shot that he threw, yeah, was it as was it as on point as Patrick Mahomes? Was he, did he catch him in stride? No. But did it still, was it still effective? Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and again, that, that, you know, I didn't want to talk about it, but I got to, you know, our, that's what I was looking forward to is just to see in our, our um, DB core. Like, I, I know who our starters are, right? I know I know who our three guys are, and, and I'm, I'm perfectly comfortable uh, with that. But, like, who we're going to like, – we, we normally have some bit of an injury bug in the secondary, and stuff always happens with us. I'm always looking forward to the other guys in the secondary, and I don't think <laughs> last – yesterday – uh, when I was watching that game, man, it didn't it didn't look too promising on the others that I'm looking to make the team and fill out that uh that DB roster. So that's kind of what um I was kind of on the edge, like man, Perez, I don't want to talk about this, man, because it wasn't it wasn't in the highlight. When when it's that bad, it's absolutely nothing to highlight. But in terms of the the Dolphins, I kind of stick to that um and what you brought up about Tua. He may he may just get to a pick, and you're gonna have to keep him. You know what I mean? With the connection that I could see. Uh, that they have because I just think that he he's just not used to a guy being able to get under the ball and get to it that quickly. You know what I mean? Like he's he's had the good guys. He's had the no, he hey. had Devonta, but Devonta ain't no no Tyreek Hill, bro. He had Henry Ruggs. That, that, that's different speeds, bro. Like I just, I just mean I, I think they both excellent receivers, but I just think them two different speeds, man. He he had some go getters. He had some burners. You know what I'm saying? He had some burners. Yeah. We're going to see. We're going to see how it goes. As far as the Raiders, man, uh, Raiders, we went undefeated throughout the preseason. I know that don't mean nothing, uh, but what it was showing was that, uh, uh, in my opinion, what it was showing was Josh McDaniels, like, he was able to come up there and, you know, get his system in. He was, uh, they're, they're, they appear to be good teachers as far as that what he wanted his coaching staff, not only be good coaches, but able to teach it. When, we didn't play any of our starters. None of our main stars played. Derek Carr, Henry, uh, not Derek Carr, Hunter Renfro, Waller, Devontae Adams, Chan, uh, Chandler Jones, Max Crosby. Uh, none of those players played, right? The whole preseason. And without any stars out there, they were still able to go out there and get the job done uh, during preseason. That's showing that, A, the coaches are actually 
able to translate what they want to the guys in a manner where they can go out and execute. So that got me a little bit hyped for going into the season uh, of what we could become. Uh, I know we still got some line issues that I'm still kind of worried about on the right side. We'll see how that kind of plays out, especially in this first game where we're going to have uh, Joy Bosa and, uh, and Khalil Mack coming at uh, Carr. So we'll see how they kind of hold up. I think we'll find out a lot in this uh, that first game of the, of the year. But I'm very optimistic now, you know, about the – the Raiders season going forward, even though I was already kind of hyped just when we got Devontae Adams on there, but even more so after they just uh mm-hmm. after they went through this preseason. And you see when when you got they going against New England, who okay. everybody can say New England ain't got nobody, da da da. They still went to the playoffs, right? Mac Jones was still put in the Pro Bowl and we sitting out there with our second string defense and getting picks off their first string offense. That just looked good to me. That's just a good thing. <laughs> so they, they, whatever they you want to say, they, they look good out there. They look uh, a lot more. I mean, that that offense, like you said, to figure out. Um, and we'll, we'll get back to you saying little hype. Cause I don't think you're a little hype. Uh, yeah, it looked like they, they were clicking just in the you know beginning stages of learning that offense. Because as we know, Josh McDaniels' offense is kind of it, is difficult to learn. You know what I mean? It, it's a lot of a lot of route trees, a lot of breaking off, a lot of coded languages. It's like on a a Harvard level of um of understanding and to just to be able to kind of get to look like you're getting in, heading in the right direction. That's all you can ask for in year one and going into your first game. So I'm excited to see um you know what Derek Carr look like look like in that offense and Devontae Adams. But back to you being a little hype. There was a there's a podcast called the Pivot Podcast, so one of my favorite podcasts that I like to watch a video. And uh, I say, hey, Prez, man, Devontae Adams uh, is on the Pivot Podcast. It was a good episode. That's all I said. I just, you know, fellow, it's my man. I ain't know if he got to it yet in his day, but I know he would stop everything to do. Next thing I know, this man texts me back. Oh, yeah. We going to the Super Bowl now. We going to like definitive. Chris, <laughs> how could, how could a thirty four minute twenty three second interview sell you man. that? Way? Like you grown man. man. How does he sell? How does he sell you that the quickly, way, man? He man, just talk, the way Devontae Adams was about, sitting man. there and breaking down <laughs> how he how he analyzed the cornerback, and he was just so confident. Like I'd have heard a lot of Devontae Adams, but I mean, it's been in a different type of media, and that that atmosphere that he was in uh, with uh, on the pivot kind of had him a little bit more relaxed, and you know, saying some things that I don't think he would say in in the media, and that that kind of part got me guy because you have your Receivers, most of them are going to say they divas and stuff like this. But I mean, he has it so set in his mind of where they want to go or where he want to end up in the, in the, the Hall of Fame and stuff like this. And when you have somebody like Chandler Jones, who's on that route or who's, who's chasing it, Max Crosby, who's already saying he's chasing it. Uh, you know, Derek Carr want to be up in there or uh, in the way he, he knows what he got to do that he must be considered that he got to go to a couple of Super Bowls and that now you got Devontae Adams saying how he breaks down the cornerbacks and he's like a terminator. He has three different moves to beat you for any stance that you out there, right? And 
uh, how he's translating that info over to Hunter Renfro, who's out of the slot. You had just had on there last week, Derwin James was out there, you know, giving him his, his uh, flowers and saying like, Hey, Hunter's a problem. Now you team him up with Devontae Adams. Devontae kind of teach that to him. And then now you got wall over the top. Bro, like this is going to be, it's going to be something special. And the part that really, really got me was just how he's saying that number one seven there ain't many of those. Like you know, that number ain't. That's the reason he kept that number. He want something that ain't been in that Hall of Fame into that Hall of Fame. And for for him what to solidify himself, yeah, man, what, what a about Ken Bob? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, that's that's uh, that's good. Glad on you for mixing mentioning Plexico, but you know what he mean. Like, uh, yeah, and yeah. I just have a feeling like we never had an MVP as a wide receiver. The way he was talking, if it's ever gonna happen, it's gonna be that guy. It's gonna be that guy. Everybody can go out and you can say, "Hey, Jerry Rice was the greatest receiver." When you heard that guy talk, and then you go back and run the tape and see what Devontae Adams is doing, it's, different it's, errors, different times, but he is the guy right now. And if it's anybody that's gonna do it, it's gonna be him. Yeah, yeah. I think overall, like who's lasted the test of time, like he's always been in the top three wide receivers no matter what. But I think the uh, the reason why he has been undersold, even though people that watch football, you play fantasy, whatever the, the name of the game is, if you if you pay attention, you know he's out in Green Bay. He don't talk a whole lot, like you like you said earlier. You know what I mean? So he ain't really one of those diva wide receivers that's pumping their chest out, you know what I mean, like you typically would see. Um, and just he just goes to work, man. Like And it's just like one of them things to where – if they can establish, reestablish that connection that they had uh, when they played together before, ah uh, man, like it's like you said, man, it's it's gonna be yeah. I got an offense, man, and, and and that's like I said last week, man. This division is gonna be tough, man, because with all the accolades and what some of the other quarterbacks have, have done, people were like really disrespecting Carr. He's had a really um, workman's like blue collar career so far. You know what I mean? He's had the numbers and all that, but he just don't got the playoff wins. He don't got the deep runs, and then that's what people going to knock him on. Even though he got the numbers, but they're going to jump on the Herbert train. Like, I, I've jumped on the Herbert train. Personally, I feel like if I'm, when I'm looking at it and I test what I see, man, press I see this kid being special. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I put him ahead in that, that AFC West. But look, man, you know, Derek Carr got to show his worth. He got to show and prove. You got all the skilled players at every position right now at your disposal. Got to put it together, man. There's no excuses this year whatsoever. Cash, if we go back a year from now, uh, go back a year. First game, I, Derek Carr threw 400-plus yards. He's a, you think good, he repeats man. again this first game? That was against uh, Baltimore, stout defense. They didn't have they, – their offense was kind of – you know, that's when they was running to the running back issue, but they were still doing their thing, and that defense was full, fully healthy. So – now, you you mentioned Herbert, and I I do admit like that's who I put as the number two in the AFC right now. I would say Raiders. I still see them coming out on top, but I would see number two, and I put money on this. I actually got money on this and on, on my little lines and everything. I say number one and number two are going to be uh, the Chargers, and then the other ones. I think the Broncos and I think the Chiefs kind of kind of falter down. I, 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 even though it's Mahomes and everything, that competition is just so stiff and like it's so much on. Russ, he got to go out and prove. He got, he got to, the Chiefs have been there. 
if they have one year where they kind of falter, like what we've seen, even New England kind of falters sometimes and during their little dynasty run, nobody even must remember this year. So if uh, they go back, they reload in the draft, they get them another Tyreek type hill or another talent like that, then I, I think they're good. But I think the way it's going to end up shaping out is it's going to be uh, Raiders, Chargers, Broncos, Chiefs. All right. Notice I said it here. Say it one more time so the people hear you. Raiders, Chargers, Broncos, Chiefs. All right. Book that line, man. First and last. Y'all want to get hot. If y'all want to make some money, then go out there and bet, man, on them Vegas lines, man. Tell them Chris <laughs> sent you. <laughs> <laughs> don't be hit. Don't be at me when we lose. We lost too. I lost too. <laughs> yeah, man. So I'm excited about the season, man. Um, you know, I gave my annual giveaway to Madden. Got excited, Madden 23. So, uh, Playing that, man, trying to get my season underway, you know what I mean? Situate my players how they supposed to play, you know what I mean? Lock, locking in, you know what I mean? So if y'all, y'all want to see me on that PlayStation 5, y'all, I'm sorry. Um, you, you, you peasants have a PlayStation 5 and, and you go find one. I ain't playing on the phone no more. <laughs> Cash 699, you know, K-A-S-H, no dollar sign, 699, but I'm here to take the money, man. Huh. One all smoke, I ain't oh. ducking no fades. Okay, okay. We'll see how you go. <laughs> Next week, you know, it's like he retired. He got whooped twice by some random person online. <laughs> hey, man, I'm, build, I'm building my team. I'm building my skills, getting a good feel for the game. But, you know, I would take my talents online when, when I have the time. You know, when I feel like I've developed the, the proper skills and the glitches and everything, I got I to gotta see the glitches in real time and know what plays work. Yeah, I know how it go, man, if you play Madden, man. If, I tell you what. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what. Hey. Hey, Vaughn, Derek, Great Minds Podcast, they included me on their fantasy football. With the earnings I win from the championship belt there, yeah, I'm talking to y'all. I will buy Xbox just so I can bust Prez's ass. So y'all, I'm going to send y'all my address when I get off the podcast. Just send it to my address now because, man, that's what's going to happen, man. So yeah, back, yeah, I back got to my, your regularly scheduled program, man. I got my draft here in about an hour, <laughs> so bro, I need to jump off here and go right, ahead man. and start setting up. So uh, I thought that was a good episode. We sorry we missed last week, but hey, you got it overly, and you got a, a great episode here, extended, extended long. Uh, so uh, yeah, enjoy uh, Cash. Uh, final thoughts on the Khaled, Final thoughts on on the whole podcast for the day, and then yeah. Yeah, man, I enjoy both projects. Still got to get into it. It's been a hell of a weekend, busy, 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 but I did have time to listen to it on several long drives where I I, I think I'm going to return to both of those projects. And then also uh, Rock Marciano and Alchemist dropped uh, as well, so I wanted to mention that. But like we said in previous podcasts, we're kind of slimming down the album so we're able to consume uh, the albums and we'll get to the rock Marcy uh, next week and, and other projects that, that are of note or singles that drop, but rapper, big poo to dream and color, rapper, big poo to dream and color. So we'll, we'll get into some of those, those projects as well. But of course, you know, you know, we got to get them algorithm, the algorithm and you know what I mean? And we got to talk about the albums people talking about want to hear about. So, but we'll get to the, the, the guys that we enjoy, like your rock Marcy's or just the guys just in general. Like, uh, I don't know if you're a fan of rock Marcy Perez like that, but we, we like to listen to it and just at least say with an objective ear, like, Hey, I like it or don't like it. Uh, rapper Big Pooh. Yeah, I know we, we love, um, little brother and what they brought to the game and we love their individual albums. So 
check those out next week. Uh, make sure you like, share, subscribe to the podcast. That's the best way and easiest way we'll grow. We're not asking for your money right now. But if you do want to spend some money, go on patreon.com forward slash DSC underscore podcast. Holla at your boys, man. All right. And we out, Cash. Peace.